When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Kyle Coster Show presented by The Big Lead. This is the first episode officially in the post-Tom Brady era as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback confirmed reports today after denying reports for a few days that he has, in fact, played his last football game. He released a lengthy statement where he thanked everybody down from the janitors to the zoning commission of St. Petersburg, Florida. It was a thorough, thorough appreciation post of all that have helped him along in this journey. Conspicuously absent from it, though, was any mention of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, and the fan base that rode with him as he won six Super Bowls of the franchise of which he is inextricably tied the fan base that everybody is going to remember Tom Brady playing for. Yes, they will recall the singular Super Bowl he won with the Buccaneers as a hired gun, a final screw you to Belichick and management cleanup on the drama that went on behind the scenes there, which I'm at this point of the mindset that we don't fully understand the full scope of despite unbelievable reporting from Seth Wickersham and others. It obviously runs deeper than any of us can ever really know. Joining me today is a Patriots fan, my coworker, and someone who I have to imagine is going through a lot of emotions this morning, Liam McCune. Liam, welcome. This is a safe place. Your first thoughts on Tom Brady confirming what we all should have believed to be true on Saturday night, that he is no longer an NFL quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it's been a pretty weird couple of days. I always imagined that it would just be kind of like one final shoe dropping. And obviously that didn't happen, got kind of dragged out. And it's just weird because especially for somebody who is my age, my earliest memories of football involve Tom Brady. I literally do not know what football is like outside of Tom Brady in any regard. So 
seeing the announcement this morning, it was weird to see it finally happen. It felt obviously a little anticlimactic, and I imagine Patriots fan or no, a lot of people felt like that. Uh, insofar as the not mentioning of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, or of the fan base that supported him through all those years, I think there are two natural reactions to it without getting too crazy about it because ultimately sports fandom, you know, he doesn't owe anybody anything, things of that nature. But there's the logical and there's the emotional side. The logical side is that he did do the whole, you know, thank you lap when he left in 2020. He did it basically again this past fall when he dealt with all the media questions in the lead up to the Buccaneers traveling to New England to play the Patriots in October. You know, he covered all of his bases there. I don't think anybody went unappreciated. The emotional side is like this. Tom Brady knows what he's doing with the social media stuff. He doesn't fuck around with it. He knows exactly what he's doing, which means that his lack of mentioning of the Patriots indicates something because of the nature of the announcement and sort of the, you know, the fact that he didn't retire with the Patriots kind of feels like it's a, you know, leads up to a little bit of a shot at the New England Patriots. But obviously that would make no sense given everything that he's said and done publicly facing about the Patriots since leaving. And fun little tidbit that I found today. I'm unsure if I'm like 99% sure it's right, not 100% sure, but the picture he used as his first retirement slide was a picture of him at uh, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough earlier this year, even though he is in the Bucks uniform. So that could be a tiny little nod. You know, you want to think that maybe him uh, not saying anything will lead up to a one-day contract retire as a Patriot because he technically did never say that he was retiring, merely that he couldn't give football the commitment that it deserved. And now you can just kind of hear me trying to talk myself into reasons why he wouldn't do this. And it feels silly to be upset about it because it's like, you know, the guy thanked everybody and won a bunch of Super Bowls and did more for more for the region than almost any other athlete in Boston sports history. And so to feel like a little miffed that he didn't mention anything in his retirement announcement feels dumb, but also kind of hurts a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, even though I know he's not going to personally thank me, Liam, for all of my, you know, unadulterated, passionate support over the years, still, you know, just a little bit. You know, you start grasping for reasons why he wouldn't do that. If it was somebody like, I don't know, if Bill Belichick didn't mention a specific aspect of something in the retirement announcement is, you're like, well, this guy doesn't do this. He doesn't like doing this. He'll probably thank everybody privately. Brady basks in the glory of social media. He loves all of the implications that comes with it. He loves yanking people's chains by not doing things or doing things on purpose on social media. It's part of his whole bit over the last like five years. So it makes you want to search for meaning in it. And what you will find if you're a Patriots fan is generally not positive, which makes it an even more desperate attempt to find something positive in it is where I'm at right now. Well, first of all, I appreciate the honesty and I appreciate the rationality. Uh, but what we're hearing through your answer right there, I think is a small microcosm of kind of what all reasonable Patriots fans are feeling this morning. And it's just, going through the stages of grief, you know, it's, it's denial, it's acceptance, it's all that. And you hear that, that one of the points I want to hit on that you, you mentioned is a lot of people are out there saying, well, he's going to come back. He's going to sign a one day contract with the Patriots or the Patriots piece is coming later. Now, to me, that sounds like a kid whose dad went out for cigarettes 
and has been gone a long time, but he still believes it's going to be okay because dad's probably just picking up a special present for me to bring home. I think you're setting yourself up for a real disappointment if you think, don't worry, this guy has my emotional needs at the forefront of his mind and they're going to be satiated and satisfied because my take on this whole thing, Tom Brady is not the master manipulator. He's not the master craftsman of messaging that so many believe him to be. If you chose to believe Tom Brady's denial over this report, considering the high bar that it had to go through in order to show up on ESPN in the first place, to me, that shows a level of naivete that it is hard for me to wrap my mind around because this was always what was going to happen. And for Tom's camp to allow this to get out to the point where everybody knows it, to spend a few days pushing back on it, to have his dad come out there and say obvious untrue things, like I don't understand why that's better than just confirming, yep, it's true. By the way, here is my letter to Tampa Bay, not New England, Tampa Bay, not New England. It seems like they fumbled the response and then they kind of enacted this sloppy and ineffective cover up that leaves me this morning thinking that, yeah, he wanted to control the message, but even a person like Tom Brady cannot control every single message. And I wonder if there was a little bit of hubris going on from team Brady that thought, you know what, these people will play ball. Like he's afforded the opportunity to do this on his own terms. An argument I don't agree with, not when you're working with actual journalists. I think that they kind of got beaten at their own game. And and I'm left to conclude that this team, which has been lauded and praised and slapped on the back for years and years and years, did not do a very good job here. Tom Brady had a podcast last night on Sirius XM with Jim Gray, in which he's adamantly talking about how he hasn't made his decision. 14 hours later, we get this 10-page dossier. I don't think that Brady's like a college sophomore who stayed up all night fudging the margins uh, and and did an all-nighter on Adderall, put that out there. I'm going to say that that's been done for some time. And even the release, okay, there's no fancy video. There's, I mean, like what is special about what he did? He wrote a long note. Like there's nothing separating it in terms of like production value. My conspiracy theory, not based on anything. Only speculation. So do not hold me to this. My guess what happened here is there was something planned via the man in the arena series that he's doing with ESPN. Some wires got crossed. Information got in the hands of people whose job it is to disseminate the information. They disseminated the information. That project and rollout was botched. Everything got moved up to the kind of like this sloppy resulting document that's only going to further to piss people off. Like, I think that more people are having a reaction of, hey, he didn't mention the Patriots. What does that mean? Then are saying, okay, this is an appropriate coda from the greatest career that we've ever seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, that conspiracy theory, I'm, you know, I'm on board with it a little bit, but I guess that's what the last part there about it being an appropriate coda is what at least the New England faithful are grasping onto is that even after learning that he would leave New England to go somewhere else to win champ, to win a championship somewhere else, there was still, you know, 
in everybody's mind, Tom Brady will forever be a Patriot. I think that is obviously true, regardless of whether or not he says goodbye in his post that announces his retirement. But still, to feel like that didn't even occur in the mind of Tom Brady when he was announcing his retirement doesn't feel good for somebody who like all of New England has stood behind for so long. Not that we are owed any of that, but it still doesn't feel great. Now, I think there is perhaps something to this being clumsily done in that maybe it ended up being a rush job. Maybe there's a second half to it that wasn't able to be finished because of the nature of what happened. Maybe Brady recorded that podcast and was going to keep denying that he was going to retire until that last episode, then woke up this morning and was like, screw it, this is stupid. I just kind of want to get this over with and did it. And maybe there's a whole another thing coming. But either way, you know, it doesn't feel great as the Patriots fan, but looking at it as like a reporter and, you know, kind of like a journalist and kind of from a professional standpoint, it does seem like a lot of mistakes have been made in this process. And I think that I'm on board with you for the most part. And I do think that if there is something coming later, it'll be a more finished and complete product. But this today, what is happening right now, what we're talking about right now might be more of a product of just kind of him Brady saying, screw it, let's just get it over. with." I wonder about the actual import in terms of Patriots fans, because on one hand you have all the years of success we kind of view all you people as, you know, silver spoon, like complaining after all this remarkable success as a Lions fan. It doesn't even like, I can't even comprehend it with my brain, but I do understand when you have been a loyal supporter of this person and you loved him more than you ever loved Belichick more than you ever loved Kraft that is the microcosm of the fan base. Like, yes, there are people who think that Belichick is more responsible for the dynasty, that Kraft is more responsible for the dynasty, but very few people actually liked Belichick and Kraft more than Tom Brady, right? This was his team. Like to root for the Patriots was to root for Tom Brady. To have it end like this and kind of have these lingering questions of uncertainty and unfulfillment, I think that that's a very real thing to process emotionally because you start to wonder of all those years that you felt like you gave to this person all the years of defending him when he through his own actions put himself at the center of the frame in not great ways right i mean oh, smash that cell phone deflate gate uh trump hat in his locker still a witch hat, still a witch hat. yeah sure all of that so you go out of your way you buy you bend over backwards you tinker with your ideals and your morals and all of that to support him. And then at the end of the day, it's kind of like, he's not there for you. I don't think it's fair to paint Patriots fans as babies or to say that they're overreacting to this because in my mind, it's a very real slight. It's not a perceived slight. It's something that it almost feels like the very point of the document was to deliver this little bit of sting towards Patriots fans. So it just doesn't, I'm having a hard time figuring out why in the world he would choose to do that. The more I think about it, the more I end up on the train of that report on Saturday, shattering thousands of very carefully laid plans by the Brady team. 
that Schefter and Darlington getting ahead of the eight ball before anybody else even knew that it was on the radar really threw the Brady team into disarray. That's why Don Yee did not really deny what Schefter reported when he released that statement to him hours after the report came out. And then it started to be the denials became a little bit more aggressive. We have the athletic report that Brady called the bucks personally later that day to tell them that he hadn't even come close to making a decision. Like from when the report came out, the denials got stronger and stronger and it sort of in retrospect wreaks a little bit of some desperation. It's like, no, 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 that's not what's happening. You can't take this away from us. And then as it sort of died down on Monday, Brady's doing the podcast, he releases the podcast, and then, you know, it feels realistic that he was like, well, what the hell am I doing? Like, seriously, like, what, what's the point of prolonging this? And so then they just kind of threw something together. And he didn't think about, like, I'm, despite what you're saying about it sounding like me hoping dad is going to come back after the cigarettes, like, I do think there is going to be some sort of thank you, Patriot Nation sort of thing coming out whatever in whatever form maybe it's just a 30 second video with some highlights it doesn't have to be a nine slide instagram post thanking you know dorito dink who was responsible for the deflate cape thing <laughs> like it doesn't need to be that i do think there's something but the like i just don't think when this post was put together when this thing was released implications weren't thought about because it, the whole i think the attitude behind it was just like let's just do this let's just get it over with Although, again, really, the fact that he didn't say the word retire makes one wonder. It makes one wonder. Yeah, okay. Well, you're, uh, you know, he is, he is on camera. He is grasping for a whole bag of straws. Uh, he's flailing a little bit. But we're going to let him do that. It's, uh, it's a trying time for him. I think we'll, we may never know if that was always the plan to have a Patriots element to this. But I do think that he has the ability now to see how this all landed. Maybe if one wasn't planned, maybe there will be one planned after seeing the reaction, right? Like, I would say that would be a smart thing to do. If you weren't planning on throwing a Patriots element into this whole mix, this concoction, you go ahead and you put that on your to-do list and then you have it. So we may never really know what the full intentions of Team Brady were, but I do think that we could see him reacting in real time to this landing like a thud, because I know that there's a lot of people out there slapping him on the back, but I do think that Patriots fans and neutral observers alike, that's the one thing they're taking away from this. And I wonder if it's doing more harm than good. If a simple I'm out, I'm Brady would have been better. If you didn't spend so much time thanking the Buccaneers could have used an editor. Maybe a tweet would have sufficed. This announcement could have been a short email. I don't know. I trust him to figure it out. If he doesn't smooth it out, then I think that it totally changes the way that we view his relationship with Belichick and the franchise. And I think that that's reflected in history. I don't think it's too much to say that. If we don't hear anything more from Brady about this, if we don't see any attempt at reconciliation or throwing a bone here, we know that things were way worse than anyone ever predicted that the animosity at his core still burns hot and shows no signs of dissipating, even as he steps away from the game. Well, I hate you for even mentioning this. Um, you're right. Undeniably. If Brady somehow goes through this whole retirement, you know, dog and pony show without 
mentioning the Patriots once, and it is undeniable that everything that he said in 2020 and everything that he said leading up to the game in October was a lie. He actually hates it there. He hates the cold. He hates Bill Belichick. He thinks the fans are a bunch of assholes. All of that would be absolutely undeniable, and that would suck. And that would really, I mean, outside of a Patriots fan perspective, it doesn't need to be said how much that would suck. It would really completely change the perception of Tom Brady the person too because of everything that's happened over the last year and a half with all of the thanking of the patriots and all of the, like the emotion on display in his post-game uh interview after the bucks barely took down the patriots in october like man looked like he was about to cry up there he said that they would see him around after he retired that he was going to be coming to games and stuff to like have all that be a lie would be crazy and it would be so damaging to brady's public image for and admittedly small, but one's entire region of the country makes one think that that, like, even if he does truly feel like that, his PR team is going to tell him that he's got to do something here. Because, you know, if you want to break down geographically what the TV 12 book sales are like, you got to imagine most of the stuff's coming from New England. Like, you can't burn a consumer base like that, especially for somebody who's so focused on his post-football business like Brady appears to be. And so, I mean, yeah. God, it would really suck if he didn't like everybody like that. But I am of the opinion that we will never really know because there's no chance that he doesn't do something to fix this. Because it's like you said, all the headlines today, the headline on the big lead was not Tom Brady officially announced retirement. It was Tom Brady leaves Patriots out of, you know, retirement announcement. And that's what everybody is talking about right now. They're still sending out their tributes and their career obituaries and stuff. But like the trending topic immediately after it happened on Twitter was damn Tom for everybody saying, damn Tom, you really left the Patriots out of this. Like that is, you know, that's the topic of conversation. Brady's too tapped in to not understand that. So it's something, something's coming. Something is coming. How legitimate it is, how heartfelt it is, how much you feel like it's really coming from a place of appreciation instead of damage control changes by the second, but something is coming. Damn Tom makes it sound like uh, nudes of Tom and Jerry uh, <laughs> surfaced and everybody was in awe at the size of the lad. Uh, I've let you suffer long enough talking about the Patriots side of this. I want to switch over to the media side. I think a lot of people owe Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington an apology. I, I really do. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking mostly about the public who decided to believe Brady's denials in through a thought process I'm having a hard time understanding, but also some members of the media who I felt like kind of went out there and saw it as their job to poke holes in this report, which was extremely sound. And it was disappointing for me personally to see because it seemed so obvious. And I think that it kind of does real damage to journalism when you have other journalists kind of feeding this mob frenzy of attacking the messenger and for them to feed into something that was kind of like the ups people who are upset that this got out before Brady wanted it to get out fundamentally misunderstand the purpose of a free press. If you know this and you're Adam Schefter, you know this and you're Jeff Darlington and it comes out that you just sat on it because you have a friendly relationship with Brady or a business relationship through ESPN, you're going to get hit that way. Yeah, maybe it's safer, 
in the long term, but I really think that they did the right thing. If you have solid information and your job is to report it, and then you report it, you take all the slings and the arrows and you're proven correct. That's what this is all about. So I was a bit distressed to see something like this happen in the sporting realm because it seemed so obvious that it was going to happen, that getting this story wrong would have been a monumental misstep. ESPN, to their credit, has stood by the reporting from day one. They were rock solid in it. Now, obviously, neither of those two could really say anything to stir the pot further while Team Brady was out there kind of playing misdirection, but they have to feel good and vindicated that this moment came and that they didn't have to wilt in the wind for any longer. But I do think that a lot of people said some stuff and made some assumptions about these two and about what happened without having any facts. They're ultimately going to be proven wrong because the report was rock solid And the depressing part for me is that they're not going to get an apology. There's not going to be an admission of, hey, we unfairly attacked you. What is your thought on how this played out through the lens of ESPN's newsbreakers and understanding what you do about the media and how fans interact with that? How did you kind of see this progressing? Well, I think that uh, it didn't help matters that Schefter has been in the news for some of the wrong reasons this football season. So the average person who does not really grasp the economy of information in which him and others like him operate doesn't help how you know this was received. And I think that even if he had reported that and Brady announces retirement 10 minutes later, there would still be a group of people coming after Schefter for not letting Brady do it on his own terms, which is, you know, once again, a complete misunderstanding of like what this is, what this business is. And, you know, you don't want to get too much into like the woe be the journalist thing, but you know, when a guy does the job right and he gets slammed like that, you would like to see some kind of acknowledgement that he, he was right, especially for a story of this magnitude. And, you know, even teaming up with Jeff Darlington to do it made that bulletproof. Like, you know, if it's just Schefter, maybe, you know, just one guy reporting it is one thing, but having two guys reporting it, both from ESPN, like that's, you know, it's going to be right. And that's the other thing is that everybody who was getting on their backs during the, as you described in misdirection of the Brady team, like nobody actually denied anything. They said that he was still in the process of making the decision. Nobody said that he wasn't going to retire. Not even his dad said that, even in his strongest denials. And I get that everybody's kind of frustrated and, just, you know, you want to see a legend like Brady kind of go out. And it's kind of like what I was saying on the first half of this podcast, where it did feel a little anticlimactic. Like, yeah, maybe in a perfect world, those two reports happen, you know, concurrently. But the fact of the matter is, Schefter got it. And the people who were spending time, especially the journalists who were spending time, you know, wondering, if his sources were legit or if his information was right. I mean, that's confusing to me because in any other regard, if it wasn't this story, Schefter's word is gospel. But for some reason, because it's Tom Brady, because it is a figure of the magnitude that he is, people were a little bit quicker to try to, you know, incite the mob. And it is distressing to be sure, but also I doubt that it is going to be replicated maybe forever. I don't think, I don't think something like that would ever happen again. All right. That's Liam McCune. He is going to, I don't know, maybe have a Sam Adams um, and uh, I don't know, watch some cheers, uh, 
go to a construction site and get in a fight with this foreman. Whatever you do up in Boston uh, when you're feeling vulnerable. Thanks for joining me. Uh, you had a great run with Tom Brady. Uh, nobody's feeling too sorry for you. I know that I said some kind things, uh, but this too shall pass. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.